0: <laughs> this is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. And this is my Return of the Jedi 40th Anniversary Retrospective. You already know why I'm producing this out for April 2023 instead of May, as I listed in the prequel episode, but I have decided to skip on... Standalone episode for the 2010s Star Wars sequel trilogy, the Star Wars 1977 movie review, and the Empire Strikes Back movie review. However, since I still want to get my thoughts and opinions on all those, what was going to be standalone episodes for themselves, consider those the prologue till I get to the main content of this, which will mainly all all over be my return of, the, Star, return of the Jedi, Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, 40th Anniversary Retrospective. So I'm going to quickly go over my quick thoughts and opinions now on the 2010 Star Wars Secret Trilogy, followed by my quick thoughts on Star Wars 77 and Empire Strikes Back 80. So here we go. Alright, so back in 2012 or 2013, somewhere around there, 2012 or 2013, George Lucas sold the Star Wars his Star Wars baby franchise to Disney, which we all saw later on how that was probably not the best decision, and then fast forward to December 2015, and after 10 years after episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars fans got Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, they were very much excited by it, but here are my now quick thoughts about The Force Awakens. I thought that Ray. No, nothing against the actress herself, Daisy Ridley. How she is an actress as a not. No offense. How she is as a person or as an actress um, in other things. But her character Ray in this sequel, 2010 sequel uh, trilogy, was so much. I would like to like some have said, and I consider. A Mary Sue type character in a negative type of way. A Mary Sue. She nothing could stop her. She she trained and knew everything out of nowhere without any help, which is quite unrealistic. She didn't have much growth from Force Awakens on to the next two movies. And so Ray was so Ray was a Mary Sue. John Boyega is Finn. Okay, so what they should have done is what they had originally planned for Finn. In the original plan for John Boyega's Finn, he was supposed to be a um, he's supposed to be force sensitive or have force like sensitive powers um, in his character. But instead, over those three movie sequel, three uh, three movies in the sequel trilogy, he just was pathetic in how they made him be. As opposed to what would have been better if he had his own um, force um, force sensitive type powers that would have made his character more interesting. Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. He was fine. There were going to be some changes to his character at some point also. Um, I thought what's interesting in this 2015 Force Awakens movie of Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron and Domino Gleason as General Hawks in um, in the science, horror science fiction movie of 2015, um, Ex Machina, Oscar Isaac played the bad guy scientist and then don't. Domin Gleason, G- General Hux kind of played the neutral not 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 bad but not exactly good either kind of neutral like a uh, character in the x Mach. you know whereas in Force Awakens Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron plays the good guy and Domin Gleason as General Hux plays the uh clearly bad uh um the bad guy type thing um I did like I did like Adam Driver as Kylo Ren in the sequel trilogy I thought he was something to be um to watch how he does stuff I'm going to get I'm going to get about Supreme Leader Snoke in just a sec but I just want to say that I thought it was a really big missed opportunity in The Force Awakens in both The Force Awakens and Last Jedi episode, episode the Last Jedi to not have had Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford all three of them together in the same scene together Force Awakens and, of course, we just saw that Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, passed away. But, no, in Force Awakens, we should have had Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and, and Harrison Ford, all three of them, together in at least one scene there. But they totally missed up that opportunity as well. What they do with Snoke was interesting in Last Jedi, in the middle of Last Jedi. But then, let me just say... The two things... Wait a sec. Is there anything else I want to say about Force Awakens before I move on to The Last Jedi? Uh Yeah, the Force Awakens, I want to say that some people thought it was like a remake of A New Hope. Episode 4, A New Hope, and I could see that also. They didn't really give Lumita... They didn't really give Lumita Maz, Maz Kanata a whole lot to do um, in the second and third movie. And... Okay... Let me let me jump away from the Force Awakens. I think I've said enough about what I want to say about the Force Awakens so so far, ma- mainly. But I want to say now, Last Jedi. There's only really two things that I liked about the Last Jedi. Two things only. One. The one the um, the Thorn Room fight between uh, between Kylo Ren and Rey against the guardian type. Uh, Defending characters in the in the um, thorn room, and those guarding characters, lightsaber fight. They fought against them, and then two, Yoda. Yes, Yoda is briefly seen in Episode Eight next to Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. What I did not like about The Last Jedi was how Ryan Johnson directed it and how Ryan Johnson totally messed up the whole Luke Skywalker character. In in Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Mark Ham- Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker is written and and directed in a way by this director that totally disrespects the whole Luke Skywalker character on how he really wanted to be for how fans would really see him be in a in a sequel like trilogy like this. I think again when Disney sold when when Luke Sky- when George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, Disney came up. Force Awakens was pretty alright. People were pretty much entertained by Force Awakens, but then the latter, the, the follow-ups, Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, Disney really messed up on that for many fans. Um, I would say that re- the only thing I have to say about Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, is two things: one, trash garbage, and two. How the hell are you bringing Palpatine back? Palpatine back in Episode 9 when he clearly... Di- this is going to connect us back to Return of the Jedi because that's the main focus coming up real soon. Return of the Jedi, 40th anniversary retrospective. Palpatine Palpatine clearly dies, very much so, at the end of Return of the Jedi, Episode 6, 1983, with Darth Vader throwing him out of that um, that whole thing there. How the hell he gets back to be a- still be alive in episode nine when they really should have like elaborated on the leader uh, on the Snoke character and not have Snoke die in the middle of Last Jedi? I don't have a whole lot of nice things to say about the sequel trilogy, but I wanted to talk about it right here in this beginning prologue. So you heard about what I had to say about Force Awakens. The only thing I liked about Last Jedi was the Thorn fight between. Ray and Ray and uh, Ray and Kylo Ren against the the Guardians, the Guardian type defenders of them, and having seen Yoda there, barely any, really no redeeming things about Episode Nine, especially with the whole bringing uh, Palpatine back. Vote. but we'll talk about Palpatine again in a sec when we get to Return of the Jedi. Quick thoughts about Star Wars 1977. What has been said about Star Wars 1977 that hasn't already yet been said by everybody else? I don't really have a whole lot to say about... I don't really have a whole lot else to say about Star Wars 1977 with the exception of that... Alec, Alec Guinness, that's his last name, Alec Guinness as, as Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi. He did not want to be in this movie. He was kind of, he just kind of did it for the paycheck, but he did a good job in, uh, Star Wars, the original 1977, and you see him in little bits, parts of the follow-ups of, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, I would consider, uh, Well, before I will get to that, when I get to Return of the Jedi, let me finish Star Wars 77. What has been said has already been said about Star Wars 77 that hasn't yet been said many things already heard by other people. The main thing, the main little thing that I like about Star Wars 77 is when Luke Skywalker is still a farm boy in his farm, uh, farm planet, and he's just looking up. At the uh, at the sky there, and I don't know if it was a sunrise or a sunset, but it was like a double sunrise or a double sunset that he just liked to be in the moment and watch that as as the music, as the epic music that is composed by plays along. That double double lights of the sky, the sunrise sunset was one of the best moments you could ever have, and that's the top moment for me in 77. Now, Empire Strikes Back. Originally, I was gonna have a Star Wars 77 review and an Empire Strikes Back review, but I ultimately decided to uh, skip the Star Wars 2010 Star Wars sequel trilogy. You heard my main thoughts about that in just a few minutes there that I just mentioned. Force Awakens people like liked Kylo Ren, did not like how she was a, a Mary Sue, uh, did not like that uh, they didn't make up in the trilogy for Finn to be force sensitive. Don't let the two things you heard I liked about Last Jedi and nothing at all about episode 9. I also, well, last thing I want to say about the sequel trilogy before I forget is that at least with the, even for people that didn't like the prequels, at least George Lucas came that, kept that mainly consistent of those three movies on what they were all going for together. But what they put out with the sequel trilogy, nothing, nothing is constant, nothing is consistent. Eight is trying to undo seven, nine is trying to undo eight, and none of it is. Ba- a balanced, balanced, a uh, Star Wars word. None of it in uh, the 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 2010s. There, none of it stays coherent. None of it stays coherent in a way, um, in a, in a neat kind of well done um, kind of way. It's just all over the place. The sequel trilogy and Disney really messed that up. Oh, and I think I read on uh, internet movie news recently that they are bringing um, Des- Daisy Riley back as Rey in a in a follow up past rise past the rise of Skywalker in some form now that as a new Star Wars project which a lot of fans already thought this is a horrible not good idea what the hell are they doing there who wh- whose idea was this and why is it a thing to if no one's going to really like that it's like they're deliberately messing up the whole franchise for us in the 2010s onwards and and for a lot of other franchi- movie franchises not really the Star Wars as well with what they do with things unbelievable but um yeah, it's just not coherent, the sequel trilogy. All right, real quick about Empire Strikes Back, uh, and then we'll get right into the main focus, Return of the Jedi 40th Anniversary Retrospective, uh, since the I'm doing these three uh, other standalone episodes right here in the beginning of this, just to uh, keep this all in Return of the Jedi, because I, I kind of want to be done after Return of the Jedi 40th Anniversary. Get it all out there. Star Wars in one shot right here. Hey, it's... Maybe this is the best way to have it out. To have it out. Empire Strikes Back. To me, Empire Strikes Back is the top, best, 100 percent, totally cool and terrific, fantastic, huge. The top Star Wars film, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Who would have known after Star Wars, which can stand alone on itself, after Star Wars, that three years later you would get Empire Strikes Back? I love being introduced to Yoda in Empire Strikes Back and he's briefly also shown in Return of the Jedi and you get to even see him in Last Jedi in 2017. But um, Empire Strikes Back, from beginning to end, there's so much going on with the story, the characters, the action. And the thing is, at the end of the Empire Strikes Back, it gives it a very, very... It's not a happy ending like the end of the first movie or into the third movie. Star Wars 77 and Return of the Jedi both had happy endings. And I'll get to the ending of Return, Return of the Jedi in just a moment. But I, I'll talk to. But and the end of Empire Strikes Back, it's kind of neutral or sad bad kind of ending because that's how that middle track middle middle chapter was made so any middle chapters that came of other franchises or movies came after this would also do a similar thing where the middle 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 chapter is kind of like a not a downer type ending and of course we had that revelation uh at the end of the movie that is still the top rele- relevation event of any part of movie history and of course i know you know what i'm talking about there without having to say anything but yeah empire strikes back is my still my top favorite star wars film and one of the best movies in general of all time there's few second movies that are as, as well done as empire strikes back is with all it has with the cloud city stuff at the end and the special effects, the characters. One thing I will say now about the original trilogy, right, right here, is that um, the one thing I want to say now about the original trilogy now is I thought that um, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher as princess, as the princess, and Harrison Ford and Han Solo they they were more consistent and worked with each other better in the first two movies star wars 77 and empire strikes back but the way that they're portrayed in return of the jedi is kind of like not as well as those first two times were it doesn't fit as much at all at least in my opinion now let me bring you now to the beginning of return of the jedi so in the beginning of return of the jedi they rescue Han Solo from what happened to him at the end of the second movie, *Empire Strikes Back*. They they save him from Jabba the Hunt. At this point, by the beginning of *Return of the Jedi*, Luke Skywalker is now a Jedi who feels, um, all really felt well. What felt feels good in his powers as a Jedi and what he 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 can now do after the training in *Empire Strikes Back*. He and Leia save Han Solo from what happened to him there at the end. And, of course, we get Carrie Fisher's bathing suit when she's a slave to Jabba the Hutt. Yes, the Carrie Fisher bathing suit is, of course, for many young men, the highlight. At least the highlight of that beginning of the movie there. We got Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian back from Empire Strikes Back. He redeems himself in this uh, Return of the Jedi for what he did in um in Empire. And uh, if you actually did see The Rise of Skywalker 2019 episode nine, the rise of Skywalker, Billy D. Williams is back as Lando Carissian in episode nine. But that kind of still feels sho shoe shoe shoehorned sh- 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 in. I don't I'm not really a big Ewok person. I think if they took I know George Lucas was doing it for the toys and the kids, but I think um, if they took the Ewok, stu- Ewok stuff out of the Return of the Jedi, that would have overall made it a better movie uh, if they took all the Ewok stuff out. Um, I really like the, th- the, throne, room- the th- throne room stuff of Ian McDermott as the Emperor go- uh, going against Luke Skywalker and Luke wanting to save his father. And his father then saving him and protect protecting him by putting the emperor down that shaft again, which again that shaft clearly killed him. But then there's some sort of cloning explanation or some kind of BS nonsense that brought him back in Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker. I would consider Return of the Jedi the the weakest of the original the weakest of the original trilogy, similar to, I, similar to how I consider the Dark Knight Rises 2012 as the re- weakest of the Chris Nolan tri- trilogy. Um, I'm not really a Lord of the Rings fan, but I think all three episodes, uh, 1, 2, and 3 of Lord of the Rings from the early 2000s, they were all pretty consistent with each other and what they all did. But as far as non-Lord of the Rings, um... I found Back to the Future Part Two to be very dark and all over the place and very hard to follow compared to the first movie. And I never really cared for the third movie's uh, Old West theme. I really like just... Back to the Future Part One* 1985, the best. Um... It's really, really hard to get a good third movie out of any franchise. They, mixed, they messed up X-Men The Last Stand 2006 after two good X-Men movies. They messed up Spider-Man 3 2007 after two good Spider-Man movies. So much so that Spider-Man had to be rebooted five years later with a different actor and a different whole thing about that. Um, but at least that, for anybody that actually did like The Amazing Spider-Man for the 2010s, they redeem uh Andrew Garfield for the um No Way Home in 2021 Spider-Man type thing to make him for the, who liked him better and what he did there in his No Way Home uh portrayal but um yeah they give a little cameo again of Ben Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi of course we have James Earl Jones as the voice of as the voice of Darth Vader, and David Prowse as the body of Darth Vader. I like the little scene of Yoda inside of Return of the Jedi, and it also of his little tiny appearance in The Last Jedi. The only two things I like about Last Jedi are having Yoda and the, and them fighting the uh, guardi- guardian, guardian-like things in the throne there. Um, but really, again, one little quick thing about the sequel trilogy. I really thought they should have kissed Snoke in throughout, into the episode 9, Rise of Skywalker, and, and elaborated more on him, or came up with another villain outside of trying to the laziness of Palpatine. Uh, originally, I was gonna have this come out at the end of May, May 25th, but ultimately, I don't, I'm not too big on Star Wars, so I want to get, because they already had the Star Wars celebration, we're having this all right here. Of course, we have Chewbacca back, Chewbacca, and Ar- Chew- uh, Chewbacca for the friend of um, Han Solo, and uh, of course, C-3PO and R2-D2 are back in these movies as well. Um, really missed opportunity in Force Awakens not to have Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford all in the same scene. Um, another lazy thing I consider about this movie Return of the Jedi is that they just have a second death star a second death star to destroy which is which is really what Star Killer was in Force Awakens another lo- lazy way to, to to have that as the weapon again in Force Awakens um, but what I, I did like the throne the throne battle between Luke Skywalker and the Emperor at the end of Return of the Jedi, the whole thing with the lightsaber there, fight with him and Darth Vader again, and then the three of them all together in that throne room was all really, really well done, and I like after that whole throne room stuff is done, I liked their celebration at the very end of the movie with the fire, with the the whole fire thing going on, the whole, like, that, like, fight the fire and the dancing, the whole celebration that was the end of this movie, Return of the Jedi, 1983. I could, I, I was born in, uh, I was born in 85, but I can only imagine how the Empire Strikes Back was for people at the end of Empire Strikes Back in 1980 for for, for viewers, audience at the time. And at the time when, um, Return of the Jedi ended, it, the, the whole tri- original trilogy at the end of Return of the Jedi, I, I that again them seeing how that how it concluded 4 5 and 6 there who would have known 16 years later you would get the Phantom Menace in 99 which was pretty much outdone again by the Matrix and I really liked the Austin Powers spider shag me again a very crowded year crowded but uh, full year of 1999 there and then who would have known That Revenge of the Sith, episode 3, Revenge of the Sith in 2005 was not going to be the last live action movie, but 10 years later, Get the Force Awakens, that people mostly liked a lot or somewhat, but totally went downhill and a bunch of nonsense with The Last Jedi in 2017 and The Rise of Skywalker in 2019. And then this announcement that they're bringing Rey back. 15 years later for whatever the hell story when they when they know the fans don't even like uh, her as a character Nothing against her as a, a person or an actress, but the character nonsense uh, Mary Sue bunch of BS right there all right, I'm gonna try to see if I, I Of course the music and all these the music is really well done in all these movies very well done music All right. Let me just see. Make sure I didn't forget anything I want to say. All right. Talked about the beginning where they save Han Solo from the the the, the frozenness type thing they did there. Because they actually another thing was Harrison Ford never really liked Han Solo as a character. He actually wanted to have Han Solo pass away and die in Return of the Jedi, but that George Lucas was not for that. But then when Disney got a hold of Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Episode Seven, to do, we all know he got his wish. And what happened all there He is a much more big uh, Liking a lot of um, Indiana Jones Over Han Solo So I hope that um, I hope that Indiana Jones 5, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny Which comes out this summer 2023 Doesn't suck And they don't do stuff that pisses me off about it But um, I will tell you It's my fourth highest anticipated movie of 2023 and i have but but very very low expectations i'm going to come in with incredibly low expectations for the dial of destiny i hope it doesn't completely suck we all know how much people didn't like um what disney did with last jedi or the rise of skywalker but yeah back to return of the jedi so by the time you hear this it will soon be the 40th anniversary release date came out May 25th 1983. We find out that Sebastian Shaw is played as the the old face of Anakin once his mask is taken off. But again, it's the voice of James Earl Jones who I found out who his father was from my watching The Sting 1973 for the first time and the body is Dave Prow David Prowse really Love Yoda. You know, did you know that Yoda How did they come up with the name Yoda for this? Who has a knowledge and knows so much? Yodeya, Yoda is the Hebrew for to know is Yodaya. To know. Yodaya. So I like to think that a lot of movie things get stuff from uh Jewish Jewish sources. So Billy D. Williams back in here after what he did with that with uh, Tahan and uh Empire. He's also Billy Dee's, again, briefly back in The Rise of Skywalker. I don't think that the love-romantic relationship between Carrie Fisher, the princess, uh, and Harrison Ford in Return of the Jedi is anywhere near the way it was in uh, the first Star Wars 77 and Empire. It's a step down from those two ways of it. The Emperor Emperor should have been... um, the Emperor, Ian McDermott, the Emperor should have died, really died at the end of Return of the Jedi, which I really think he still did. Uh, I consider, uh, The Last Jedi, 2017, and The Rise of Skywalker, Episode nine 2019, uh, fan fiction. Just like I consider Terminator 3 through 6. Terminator 3 through Terminator 6 fanfiction. Um... The Emperor should not have come back for The Rise of Skywalker. They could have had other original villains or bring back Snoke or some other newly made villain that would have made it a whole lot better. Um, again, I could have gone without the Ewoks. I mean, some of this Ewoks stuff was okay, but for the most part, for the kids and toys, no. And maybe since Harrison Ford really didn't like Han Solo, maybe maybe george lucas should have listened and killed them off that would have made his character more engaging if he actually did die in return of the jedi uh, but again, I but again i consider it the weakest the weakest of the original trilogy but i do consider even though i consider return of the jedi the weakest of the original trilogy i still think that return of the jedi is compared to the 2010 sequel trilogy I consider it a masterpiece compared to the 2010 sequel trilogy, which only with only the Force Force Awakens kind of being kind of alright-ish, ish. ish. They really messed up Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi on how Ryan Johnson presented him. He should just stick to his uh, knives out, Glass Onion type, whatever other type movies. Uh, which reminds me of Daniel Craig. Uh, before I forget, Daniel C- Craig has a very quick... Cam- well, it's not cameo because you don't see him, but he's in a Stormtrooper suit. But when he's next to uh, a Rey, in- Rey in the one part of Force-, Force Awakens, you hear his voice briefly. And you know it's definitely it's the Daniel Craig voice. I was really, really disappointed by... Very disappointed by... Bond 25, No Time to Die, which eventually came out in America, October 2021. And it's really disconcerting that they're not working on Bond 26 sooner for any stuff coming out about that. Who knows if that even comes out. See, the only movie franchises that my mom... The only movies my mom would go theatrically for with me would be three franchises. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and James Bond. Well, Star Wars is crap. From 2017 onwards, it's total nonsense BS, so I don't think I want to see any more Star Wars with her because Star Wars is just low, low, low. This is obviously the last live-action final appearance of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in this style of Destiny, so hopefully, God willing, she and I will get to see that together in um, early, early July. And James Bond, who even knows what the hell. They really messed up Bond 25, No Time to Die, a whole lot. I've already talked about it in other episodes, but really did not care for it. But um, let me just wrap up my now concluding thoughts on Return of the Jedi. I like the beginning of them saving Han with the bikini, and and, and, and now Luke finally knowing that he could be a Jedi after his training in the first two movies. Well, mainly the second movie, but all the stuff he did within the first two movies. Could care for out the Ewoks. Really like the throne stuff with um, the Emperor, Luke, and and Darth Vader all there. And while while I consider it the weakest of the trilogy, the weakest as a third movie, and they really shouldn't have done a second Death Star, I I would still say the ending after the throne stuff with the celebration really closed it off well. Until we got, of course, 16 16 years later, Phantom Menace. And I think that for the sequel trilogy, the 2010 sequel trilogy, we should have uh, maybe just had George Lucas have what he wanted for it instead of what Disney, because Disney just turns everything into... S-H-I-T. All right, we're already 30 minutes in. Um, let me see. I think I talked about all the characters and story elements of all this stuff for the most part. I hope I didn't forget anything. Let me know if I left anything out that you think I should have mentioned. Um, Jabba the Hutt, you know, you know, the lightsabers, uh, the, the final fight. It, it's, it, it has. Without the Ewoks, it's mostly good. They took the Ewok stuff out. The music was really well done. Of course, the music in these art music musics always usually is. Um... I thought it was interesting after the, um... The original trilogy was released in May that the sequel trilogy would do it December. But, um... Yeah, overall, I would have to say that Return of the Jedi, it's not, wait, let me see, let me just see the one person's review real quick. Oh, this is a different review every time I refresh it. Okay, um, if you've never ever seen Return of the Jedi, I would definitely recommend you check it out. But I would say watch Star Wars 77 and Empire First. I don't really know how the order should all of this would be, but, um, yeah, it, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. All right, well, I'm just going to conclude this with a, um, a grade or a rating. If I had to grade or rate Return of the Jedi, I would give it a... I would give it a 2.75, a 2.75 out of 5 Kazatska stars, or a letter grade of a C+, yes, a C+, a C+, um, really like Yoda, Really like Luke and how he is now with all his um, training and what he... What he've come to know. Yoda's like Yoda, And, um... Yeah. Palpatine. Oh, he's really... He really died at the end of this. He never came back in 9 at all. Rise of Skywalker. What the... hell was that about? Um, Let me know if I forget anything. Um, But, yeah, that's it for now. This was my... Uh, prologue talking about the 2010 Star Wars sequel trilogy and with also things about 77 Star Wars and Empire, uh, and then my main all thoughts and what I had to say about Return of the Jedi now 40 years old 40th anniversary retrospective. To <clears throat> I hope I didn't leave anything out. Let me know if I left anything out. But this is my this is my last Star Wars thing included uh, included the 2010 sequel trilogy. Um, and the two movies before this, and all in, with, concluding for Return of the Jedi, Episode 6, all in one episode here together, because uh, I have something else in mind to get away from Star Wars now after this one. Um, so, tune in. Tune in to the next episode. Same bad channel. Oh, I'm sorry, wait a sec. Yeah. Tune in to the next episode, same bad channel, same bad time, where I will be talking about When, and this is an opinion, a very big an opinion episode again as much of my episodes are about opinions tune in to the next episode same bad channel, same bad time when I, we talk about when did each James Bond when did each James Bond reach when did each James Bond reach peak performance an engaging and fun topic right there after a YouTube channel did it recently it inspired me to do that as well And that's what it's going to be about, James Bond peak performance type episode. What do you consider it? All right. Support your local movie theater throughout the, throughout the decade of the 2030s. Yes, the 2030s after the 2020s. Support your local movie theater throughout the decade of the 2030s on the big silver screen with strangers for a unique community, community communal experience like no other. Why? Because streaming online at home is just not the same thing at all. Dun dun da dun dun da 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 dun da dun da dun da 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 As like the celebration at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh, yes. Everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. L.L.C. Signing out.